What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. I want to use this opportunity to share an interesting story that I kind of just learned of. And, um, you know, takes us back about 100 years, a little over 100 years in baseball history. But it's a very unique story. And, um, yeah, I just want to share it. So this is a story about a pitcher who got struck by lightning and ended up staying in the game. So if you haven't heard about this, this, this is going to be interesting because I, I just heard about this. So, I mean, over the years, you, you've often heard some parents, like if a kid tells their mom or dad, hey, I want to play in the big league someday. Some parents might tell their kids they're more likely to be struck by lightning than become a major leaguer. Well, when you consider what happened in this story, how about getting struck by lightning while playing in a major league game? Well, that's what happened to Ray Caldwell. On August 24, 1919. So Ray Caldwell was known as a pretty talented pitcher, but he had a fondness for you know nightlife and partying and all that. So because of that, he was never really able to put together any sustained bouts of success. He allowed his off-the-field life to kind of impede his ability to pitch on the field. Nevertheless, if you caught him in a period of you know when he was pretty sober, I guess. He could really help a team's pitching staff. He was pretty talented. Prior to the 1919 season, the Yankees traded Caldwell to the Red Sox. He was 31 years old at the time. And this was after he left the team without notice during the 1918 season. It wasn't the first time he disappeared, but the team must have decided that Ray Caldwell was no longer worth the trouble. So, Boston manager Ed Barrow had a reputation for being tough. So there was some hope of kind of hammering home some some change, engineering some change in Ray Caldwell once he got to the Red Sox. Once he got to Boston, however, he became road roommates with a 24-year-old pitcher and slugger named Babe Ruth, who also enjoyed the occasional drink. So the outcome for this was rather predictable. Caldwell quickly wore out his welcome in Boston and they released him in early August. He just, you know, his off the field issues couldn't couldn't keep him in a Red Sox uniform. So he's been shipped out of two teams in the span of nine months. So after that, his future prospects in baseball didn't really look very good. But the Indians were chasing the White Sox for the American League pennant. And they were desperate for whatever pitching they could find. And Caldwell was available. So Cleveland manager, Tris Speaker, he had an unusual plan to find a sustainable balance between work and play for Jim Caldwell. So the, the plan was, after every game Caldwell pitched, he would be encouraged to get drunk. And he wouldn't report to the clubhouse the next day. They just let him have it and let him have the, day, the next day off. So that when he returned the second day following his start, He'd run a bunch of laps around the park to get out of his system. Then he'd begin the process of preparing for his next start. I mean, no one could really say no to a deal like that. So Jim Caldwell, I'm sorry, Ray Caldwell signed with the team on August 19. So five days later, Caldwell made his debut. He took the mound at Cleveland's League Park against the Philadelphia Athletics, who weren't very good at the time. And basically... This gamble Tris Speaker made, you know, the manager of the Indians, this gamble was working out. I mean, Caldwell 
cruised through eight and two thirds. He gave up only one run on four hits. He stood on the mound in the top of the ninth, about to seal a two to one win for his new team, and you know get the game in before that evening's thunderstorm would roll in, as was forecasted. And then there was a light hitting shortstop for the A's, Joe Dugan, who stepped up to the plate and he represented the potential final out of the game. Remember what I said? There there was a forecast of evening thunderstorms about to roll in. So what happened next is a matter of some dispute in the story, basically. But two things we know for sure. A bolt of lightning struck somewhere within the ballpark, within Cleveland's league park, and it knocked Caldwell out cold. Some reports say the lightning struck an iron rail near the press box and made its way down to the field and out to the mound. That's what some say. Um, some some people, like you know, an an author of someone who studied the Indians, Franklin Lewis, he authored a history of the Indians. He saw it differently. He said a bolt came hurtling down from the sky and smashed into the ground near the pitcher's mound. A direct hit would have killed any mortal. Uh, so I mean, nonetheless, Caldwell felt a glancing blow. He was flattened and knocked unconscious for five minutes. And Caldwell himself had another theory that the bolt entered him through the metal button atop of his cap. And he said the experience felt like someone hit him on the head with a wooden board. After the game, he claimed to have discovered a burn mark on his chest, which he attributed to the lightning strike. Others on the field received electric shocks as well. The strike knocked off catcher Steve O'Neill's mask and cap. Third base coach Harry Davis lost his hat. Umpire Billy Evans said he felt the tingle of electricity in his legs. Ray Chapman, who would die after getting hit by a pitch a year later, he reported numbness in his legs that nearly caused him to fall while running to Caldwell from shortstop. So a bunch of people felt this. So I guess that kind of corroborates that a lightning strike did occur because, I mean, several people felt something. I mean, one of Caldwell's teammates claimed to have gotten a second shock from touching Caldwell on the head. So you just have a lot of things going on. A lot of people reporting that something did happen and weird stuff was happening with that lightning strike. But whatever happened exactly, it's clear that Caldwell got the brunt of it. I mean, he lay stretched out in the pitcher's box, is what they said, the sporting news said. His own teammates feared he might be dead. But after about five minutes of extremely justifiable panic, he came, he, he just came back up. <laughs> I mean, he didn't come out of the game to recover from the shock or seek medical attention, though. No, he had business to attend to, and that was getting Dugan out and ending the game. That's just what he did, quickly inducing a ground ball to third base. Miraculously, Caldwell didn't suffer any lasting effects from this scary moment aside from that alleged burn mark on his chest. If anything, his pitching record suggests that the lightning strike might have been a boon for his career. Just over two weeks later, he threw a no-hitter against the Yankees, his former team, and all told, he went 5-1 with a 1-7-1 ERA with Cleveland in 1919. Although the chance that Tris Speaker and the Indians took on Caldwell worked out surprisingly well, he ended up pitching two more seasons in Cleveland, then the team ultimately fell short of the AL pennant, finishing three and a half games back of the 1919 White Sox, which many of us know about, you know, the White Sox scandal. Yes, or the Black Sox scandal. I can cover that another day. So, 
pretty interesting story, honestly. Um, I mean, with, with some of these stories that go back in history, you just can't tell well, what's true or not. You just have to kind of use word of mouth, use newspaper, newspaper clippings and people who, who were there, witnesses, and you just kind of try to piece the puzzle together. But that's an interesting story about Jim Caldwell. Something definitely happened with a lightning strike, whether or not he got hit directly. I don't know, but he was knocked out cold, came back and finished the game. So that's a pretty remarkable, remarkable feat in itself. So if you didn't know about that one, I guess you've heard about it today. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.